welcome back to Missy Minds, where we come to unpack and declutter our thoughts. You're joined by your co-hosts, Mary Nguyen and Jesse Chow. On today's show, we are actually going to go off the rails a little bit today. Are we? I feel like we really have not had a proper chance to catch up on life. I know we did a um, uh, like a catch up a couple weeks ago Mm. about your holiday, but uh, you know, a bit of a like in between, we've done a lot of things together, but we just haven't been able to talk about Mm. anything like sit down to actually talk about it so um this season's you know really been jam-packed with some really great guests and as we are airing these episodes jesse and i have been busy lining up some more incredible content for you guys so they are coming up and i think this is a good time to thank all of you new listeners for supporting our show we can hear you we can see you we can feel your love pouring in and we absolutely love it so please continue to share our show with your friends because like we said before a lot of intention has been put into this season and um we just love to share the things that we're learning every single day with you guys and we just don't want anybody else to miss out on it so you know this is our safe space for everybody to be as messy minded as possible and i think we are very on brand with that we this are year. we are so on brand with our name we didn't think that it would be this fitting when we uh, were trying to come up with a good name for the podcast but yeah the more and more time passes i'm like wow that was a really good name that we came up with yeah so on point absolutely especially because like jesse and i we don't we no longer work together mm. Um, we don't get to spend every single waking hour know, together anymore. So tragic, so tragic. Um, but you know, once in a while, I get a phone call from Jessie, or I'll call her, and then we just end up chatting for like, like something that turns from a five-minute phone call into a two-hour phone call, and then we just end up divulging all these things. And I'm like, at the end of it, I'm like, why don't we ever get on a podcast and start talking about this stuff? Because I think it's pretty funny. Mm. It's pretty interesting. You know, someone else would love to hear this stuff. And I think this is definitely the time for it. Yeah, we just need to dump our lives on each other and yeah. let you guys yeah. tune in on it, you know, for the funsies because yeah. we can be a bit cray <laughs> Exactly that. Um, so I want to start off with a mini review of this, the year so <laughs> a far. Three month every month review. <laughs> <laughs> every week we get on the podcast and we talk, we share about like, you know, what we've been into, what we've been up to, but, you know, it has been a while, so it's time to check in. What have you been up what to? What have I been up to? <laughs> you know, I honestly feel like I'm still a little bit in denial that it's, like, end of March, and it's yeah. freaking me out that, like, you know, the Easter stuff is out, and, like, in my mind, I, it's, like, it was New Year, like, yesterday or, like, three days it's ago. It's been so fast. Right? Like, so fast. Like, sometimes I, like people ask me about my holiday and I was like, holy crap, that was like actually a really long time ago now. Like it's also mm. almost kind of irrelevant now for me to talk about it. Yeah, Like that's how long yeah. ago it was. So I'm still kind of trying to process. <laughs> I thought that, you know, in February, like it would be like, yeah, you know, it's time to get back into it and stuff like that. You know, new year, time to grind and hustle. And we've been so busy, you know, like you said, with the podcast, we've had so many cool guests this season Mm-hmm. and um just like yeah I just can't believe that time has really been flying um in terms of my goals I think I've been doing pretty well I'm pretty <laughs> proud of myself definitely on track in that sense I've been keeping up with my fitness at my gym I definitely am not as strict as I was in terms of my diet I'm kind mm-hmm. of more intuitively eating but I find that that's been yeah. still okay like I'm still doing all right I'm still kind of where I am but I think I will try to look into uh you know hustling again on that part and being a bit more strict yeah. to see if I can reach some new goals but um yeah, yeah that's been really fun and I've also been very uh busy in terms of my social life recently which is a bit yeah, who is? so weird. I know so, so weird. weird I was like oh, 20, 2020 Jesse would never <laughs> could never <laughs> would never and could never and because one because she doesn't want to and two because um freaking Scott Morrison said no so <laughs> Scott Morrison you mean you mean Dan Andrews oh sorry oh fudgery yes uh, yeah sorry I mean Dan Andrews see I'm getting all the politicians mixed up they're all the same um (laughs) but yeah I've been being really social recently and I think it's kind of taught me how to be a bit more um 
what's the word like use my time more wisely mm. i think that I, I i fell into a like a habit of like not being productive with my time like I definitely think that everyone should have time to wind down and like for example like scrolling TikTok right I feel like that's yeah. just something that I know it's not exactly a useful way to spend your time use of your time yeah it's not a yeah. really good use of time but at the end of the day I feel like this is just the reality of life now in the 21st century mm. like you, it's just something that you can't avoid like you know like sitting on your phone and scrolling but I think yeah being able to cut down on that and use that time to maybe I don't know like see my friends or something like that is has been more I guess enriching for me fulfilling yeah and and a bit more fulfilling it does get tiring because at the end of the day I still am partially introverted (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like relearning how to like to love that and like to love having a like a packed schedule and feeling like I've always got something on yeah I guess like there's always this battle inside of me where I'm like if I'm not doing something with my spare time I'm like oh I'm like wasting my time but then when I like do all these things on the weekend I'm like I'm so tired I haven't rested yeah yeah so absolutely yeah that's definitely a concept it's learning to balance yeah it's about the balance um but I think I'm really enjoying it I feel like I've found myself oh my god disgusting I can't believe I said that um (laughs) just like re (laughs) yeah just like kind of like found an old Jesse that like had just been living in the in the closet tucked away under the bed for a little bit for a couple yeah. of years so I'm kind of enjoying that so I'm trying to balance that you know that old and the new and trying to kind of yeah trying to refine your feet yeah I refine guess. my feet re- redefine who I am and it's the cha- yeah it's, a, it's the She's chaotic so spontaneity thing returns. yeah she, she really is she's really she's trying to figure out who the fuck she is but um yeah that's kind of where I'm at just what was that what was the thing that I said to you this morning it was crying uh crying vibing and thriving vibing. <laughs> and thriving yeah, yeah. that's that's my Absolutely. mini motto <laughs> what about you Mez? I'll be honest with you I think my goals aren't great like in terms of setting, like oh, I've like, set those goals yeah. and I haven't really been on like track proactively. with them. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think in return, it's not like I haven't gained knowledge yeah. or insight into a different part of my life. And I think I might need to reshuffle those goals because I think what I've actually sidestepped towards is more of like putting myself outside of my comfort yeah. zone. And I, I think you could definitely agree with me when I say this is that I would have never, ever, ever reached out to a lot of people that I have yeah. um, for guests and stuff, yeah, like yeah. actually taking the mm, initiative mm. to be like, hey, we should reach out to these people and actually, and like pitch you know, us. go out and do it, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I would have never, but I've really gone out of my comfort zone and I've just gone, you know what, what do I have yeah. to lose and just did it. Mm. And I've really surprised myself in that sense. And I think... You know, after speaking to Brenda, Mm. who will come up in the next couple of episodes, um, we've really, like, I've had some social events where I've had some very genuine connections (laughs) with people that I probably never have, would have approached, you know, outside of this podcast. So I think that's really, like, putting intention and effort into this podcast has actually made me grow um, like come out of your shell as a person yeah like yeah come out of your yeah. Mm. yeah yeah so because I've focused more on doing that and not focusing on other yeah. things that I've set my goals for it's kind of like a win lose no I mean win win but lose kind just, of situation just I don't changing, know you know the focus that's it right you can only focus yeah. on so many things yeah I don't feel like I've lost anything yeah. if I'm being yeah. honest I think I've just um, redirected my Your attention focus. Yeah, towards exactly. other things. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But so far, I think you know, 2023. I'm liking this chaotic yeah. Sp- spontaneity. Yeah, yeah. We're like, trying to. We're learning to to thrive. To live with to it. Thrive in the <laughs> chaos. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to be adaptable. Yeah. The house is on fire, but I've got an extinguisher and I'm yeah, okay. It's okay. We're like... making marshmallows. We're having a spit roast. It's it's fine. Yeah. You know, we're making the most yeah. out of the situation. <laughs> um but yeah like uh, I'm I'm just genuinely enjoying my time and I think that is a really nice way to sort of remember it's really 2023 has really put 
um, into focus for me the idea of enjoying the journey mm, and not so much the, thinking the about the destination. destination. Yeah. And yeah. Just the process of yeah. everything. Mm. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. So I'm far, so good. A touch of wood anyway. Yeah. Still only the third <laughs> month in the year. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we wrapped it up now, I'd be happy. Right? Yeah, no. I've had a fulfilling year it's, of three months. Mm, I know. What, what, but what, what chaos awaits for us for the rest of the year? <laughs> Bring, it Bring it on, it baby, on. is what I would say. Um, have you been watching anything or listening to any sort of new music? Um, you know, back going back to our our original episode formats of recommendations. <laughs> um, I think a lot of you guys might know now that I'm a little bit a little bit of a Netflix bitch. Um, I don't like watch. If it's not on Netflix, I like won't watch it because I'm just too lazy yeah. to like outsource to download and it all or that something. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But some things that I have been watching on netflix is i think one physical 100 um that's mm-hmm. been very popular on the internet have you seen i it? will actually say i have seen it because my partner has made me mm. watch it and thoughts him. and feelings interesting mm. i didn't i think towards the end i kind of got a little bit over it, over it? it was, mm. yeah a bit like, repetitive yeah the, initially it was good i think you know why i kind of got over it is because they literally show every single person going through the, the exact, exact same, same challenge, challenge. Yeah. Instead of like um, kind of sinking yeah. it down to just, you know, overall mm. kind of thing. But I guess that's kind of the method of the show. That's why it's yeah. so interesting because you're, you're seeing the psychological side mm. of it. Um, what I do want to note is although the show is about physical strength, I think I like the idea of how it talks about um, people's, I guess, emotional awareness and their leadership skills. Uh, I think teams that have a really great leader are able to recognize Mm. their skills of their team members and use it to their full capacity, which I think is such an important skill to have when you are in the workforce and you have a good manager or a good Mm. leader to lead the team in the right direction. So, yeah, I I just thought that was an interesting thing that um, the show sort of brought brought out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I only started watching it because like it was all over like TikTok and like social, social media, media and, and stuff. stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, I guess I kind of want to like, I want in. <laughs> I'm a bit like mm. that. I like to jump on the hype train. <laughs> She's that girl. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was quite an interesting show. I watched it with my partner um, as people who I guess are into fitness and like our overall health. It was quite interesting yeah. to see, you know, a massive room full of so many athletes and all yeah. kind of like pros in their own sport um, yeah. kind of come together to compete um, for things. So, um, yeah, that was quite an interesting show. I definitely think it's like a light watch um, and all the memes that came out of it was also pretty funny as well. Mm. Um, but did you hear about the controversy of like the winner? No, I actually didn't watch the last episode. Oh, you didn't? So, okay. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched it, like please skip ahead now. (laughs) Um, but essentially (laughs) the, the very last, so the last quest or whatever you would want to call it, right. is basically, it was like an infinite rope pulling. So just think of like, um, this massive rope, right? And it's like coiled yeah. around like a wheel. And the last two contestants yeah. have to like pull. They have to keep pulling it until yeah. the cord is over. And they have no idea how long yeah. it is. And um, so apparently they had to refilm that last game a few times because one of the guys was saying like, oh, I feel like something's wrong with my wheel or, and then they had to Mm. refilm it again because the camera crew was like, oh, like one of the mics didn't work. So we're going to have to like redo it. Right. So the guy that actually ended up losing, who ended up coming second was actually in the lead, but because they had to keep refilming, he ended up losing. Right. And um, yeah. I guess that got leaked like onto the internet and like people were pissed. Like people were pissed uh, off and like all that kind of stuff. So there was like a bit of controversy in regards to like the, like was it staged? Like did they do that on purpose yeah. so that like the other guy could win or like, you know, like what was a go with that? But yeah, people were a bit pissed off about that. So it was, it's a bit unfortunate because I, I also thought that the sec, the guy who didn't win was like going to 100%. Mm like like get yeah. it 
We yeah. just felt like he yeah. just had the physical capabilities from like what he he demonstrated, but um, he didn't. Mm. Yeah, so there was a little bit of drama with that. Um, yeah, yeah. And two more shows that I like to recommend for my K drama girlies. Mm. Um, you know, I'm a little bit of a K drama fanatic. Um, the first one <laughs> is um, Alchemy of Souls. I'm a little bit late to this, I guess. I only started watching it in January. But it's like mm-hmm. a fantasy uh, period drama that talks about like this like witchcraft essentially about how they like switch mm. souls. So it's very like fantasy fake world kind of stuff. Um, and yeah. the two main characters, are, like the first, there's two seasons. First season has a really good storyline and the second season has a really good romantic storyline. So I think it really encompasses okay. both. So I really recommend this show. Um, I was definitely yeah. a non-believer at the start. I wasn't really interested, but I got convinced and I gave it a try and now she's sold. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Alchemy of Souls. That's my first recommendation for K drama, and the second one is The Glory. Also, yeah. a really hyped up <laughs> Korean drama at the moment. <laughs> but I think this one's quite interesting because the storyline is about it focuses on the Korean um, school bullying culture. Mm. So the story is about this girl who gets really badly bullied while she's in high school. So these group of like mm. rich kids literally just pick random kids to like bully for fun and yeah. it's like to the yeah. point where like they they would use a curling iron to burn her i think um one of like my partner's cousins was watching mm. this on the tv in the living yeah. room and i happened to just to, to walk, like, past. walk past it's quite a it's quite yeah. an interesting one like i feel like you could probably give it a try i know you're not like a big k-drama person yeah. but the storyline's actually really good so yeah it talks about how this girl basically yeah she was bullied all throughout high school and she ended up like like dropping out and she's basically made it her life's mission to get revenge on these people that have like ruined her life essentially and um yeah so like and as she should as she should (laughs) so like now they're like all in their mid-30s everyone's doing their own thing and she's like finally she's like slowly worked her way up to like the beginning Mm. of her revenge and now we get to like watch it unfold so it's really really intense really great storyline yeah but like it also kind of brings to light how toxic like korean like school bullying culture is it's like really bad over there um so it's it's a really interesting storyline so if you're like looking for something kind of a bit more intense to watch also recommend that like this is something that i would watch with for example like your partner because yeah. it's not just like a lovey-dovey Korean drama. It's actually got like a, yeah. an interesting storyline that they'll follow. Yeah. So yeah, if anyone's looking for yeah. a K-drama to watch with like their partner, their boyfriend, this is a good one, I reckon. Thank you, Jesse, so much for those recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about music? Have you been into anything recently? Um, Music-wise, can I just say for a second? I don't – like, of course, COVID is, I guess – well and truly over now I think I can we can all say Mm. and I feel like all of the starving artists have finally decided that they're going to do a world tour this year and I'm going a little bit poor (laughs) trying to fund all of these concerts that I want to go to Mm. but I got tickets to Eric Chol who is one of like my top like in my top five in terms of like uh, C-pop Chinese singers. So I'm really excited to see him mm-hmm. for the first time. And also JJ Lin, who is coming as well. So I've been binging a lot of my Chinese music. Um, and also, mm. of course, can't forget our girl Cesar with her SOS album. Oh she is Queen, <sighs> And I'm going to give three songs in particular, my, my top three of the album which is Snooze, definitely number one. Lives Love that song I know, so she much. She lives rent-free in my head. Um, also, <laughs> Ghost in the Machine, also really like this one with Phoebe Bridges yeah. and Love Language. Those are my top three. What about mm. you? I know you really vibe this album too. I love this album. I agree with Snooze. I listen to Snooze in every single freaking rendition. There is a rendition called... So it's Snooze and We Belong Together. <gasps> it's like oh a God. like a little mix between the two songs. Cute. Yeah, and it's it's by on Spotify. It's by a person named Lonely XO. Mm. So I don't know if they've done the mashup or something, but it's it's up there for Ooh. me. Um, 
And I think the other song for um, Scissor that I really, really like was called, I'm just looking it up now because I don't remember names very well, Kill Bill, mm, which is kind of like, like it's title. not my favorite, but because it, it's so catchy, yeah, the title song I do album, really like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and Nobody Gets mm. Me. Nobody Gets Me is like your, like your teenage yeah. kind of song where it's like, you know, it takes me right back to like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> takes me back to that teenage like drama yeah, yeah. love triangle situation yeah, yeah. yeah that mm. yeah so snooze and nobody gets me is like my two favorite and out kill of that bill. Mm. yeah yeah but i don't like kill bill so much because of the the song itself i like the lyrics i think they're just really catchy yeah. like it's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting you know? one it's an interesting one <laughs> yeah yeah there is another song that i really really like it's called people by oh Lydia yes Anka. that is know a you've heard good it. song yeah also I, I really vibe that kind yeah, of yeah like, like just the music it's like very chill r&b yeah but i don't yeah. even know how to describe it not the great greatest describer this is why I can't be a food blogger. Like, I just feel like it's, like, creamy and, like, good and stuff. Like, yeah, can't be a food blogger. Yeah. I'm, like, so bad at describing yeah. things. But, yeah, I really like that song as well. Mm. Oh, and also the yeah, so that's the other song where it's, like, the, the two – the two like, it, this is, like, the era of, like, female empowerment. So yeah. the one – a boy's a liar. That, that one's so catchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a boy's a liar. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Where was this song when I was, like, yeah, in year eight? <laughs> getting yeah, lied to yeah, by all right? those boys <laughs> and also players yeah by um mm. what's her name you know what i'm talking about right the one that, the, yeah the yeah. one that's yeah like girls girls be players too i'm like yeah that's a song that's yeah. definitely my um my hot girl walk <laughs> song you know like when i'm like yeah starting yeah. the streets thinking that i'm like hot stuff main main yeah, character it's moment like part of the soundtrack <laughs> yeah it's a soundtrack for my life you yeah know? like yeah it is it's my alter ego <laughs> Um, any other songs? Or? Um, also, my little K-pop, little career boot in me can't forget to mention New Jeans. Um, they are, <laughs> they're just so good. I just like don't know who doesn't like. There's nobody that doesn't like them, and their songs are just all over the internet, and they're so catchy. Yeah. Do you know who New Jeans is? I do know who New Jeans is. Is only because of those two songs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they literally only debuted like six months ago. How crazy is that? They're yeah. literally like, I don't think I've ever seen a like a K-pop group do this well so quickly. And yeah. like yeah. the girls are like between the ages of like 14 to like 18. And like, That's I know crazy. how crazy is that? And they're literally brand ambassadors for like Gucci, LV, like crazy. Like um, one, one of the, the Koreans are out there literally like building an empire they are literally based off like based they're like it's like it's you know how like you get a product and then you just like make the same thing over mm. and over again it's like an iPhone yeah, it's like Apple but like every but year like yeah they release a new iPhone and, and, and people and, and just whatever. buy into it but it's people yeah. it's, it's K-pop, K-pop girls, girls. And like, it's crazy I'm like can you imagine being 18 <laughs> and going to like a Louis Vuitton fashion show and sitting like next to like Anne yeah. Hathaway or something like that yeah. that's just your life crazy yeah crazy like i don't like not even blackpink <laughs> like went yeah. up as fast as they did i was like yeah. it's literally been six months and they're literally like brand ambassadors for these massive brands like it like it's nothing <laughs> crazy wonder what's that what that what that's like um but also one of the girls is like she's oh. vietnamese yeah Hanny yeah honey fam is. she's so cute i love her yeah from melbourne from by the melbourne. way she's a melbourne girly so we love her <laughs> twice as much now she's viet and she's from melbourne oh, she is the bias but yeah new jeans if you don't know who they are you're living under a rock um but yeah if they ever come for a concert yeah. i'm paying top dollars to see them. dear lord top top dollar don't come this year yeah, maybe next, next year. year i can't afford it this year i'll literally have to sell my liver <laughs> Um, what about you, man? Um, Didn't you go see a movie recently that you said was really good? I actually, so when I looked back on this, my partner actually downloaded a movie as he does, um, illegally. <laughs> cough, cough. I'm putting him on blast now, but whatever. Um, so this movie that he decided to put on the other night was probably one of the most notable movies I've seen, um, 
in a mm. while, to be honest. I spent three hours literally in tears because I after this movie it broke me. It broke me so oh much that I had like good swollen eyes the next day. Um, but the movie is called A Man Named Otto, and it stars Tom Hanks. And this was released last year in 2022. Mm. And basically, the synopsis is: is this old grumpy man had lost his wife six months ago to cancer, mm-hmm. and he was made redundant from his job. So basically, he just like didn't have anything else much left in his purpose. life. Yeah. 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 And so he, you know, just didn't want to continue living. And so um, the movie is just about him navigating through life and trying to mm. attempt suicide. Um, so, you know, it discusses themes of death, suicide, grief, and I guess the importance of love, but not just romantic yeah. love, like love from your family, your community, mm. your neighbors, your friends, that sort of thing. And I just, watching it really, like, I'm such an empathetic person. I, I overly empathize with people's situations. I really put myself in their shoes and then like I soak up all their emotions, even if that person is a fictional character. character. When I was watching this, I just was like, oh my God, I can't, like, I can't imagine being that old, being alone after your partner, like the love of your life has passed on. Like, what are you going to do with yourself basically? And then, um, I just thought about my like if I was in that situation or if my parents were in was in that situation yeah. I don't want them to feel yeah. this way and then I think it stressed the importance to me or re-stressed the importance to me this theory of the picture frame focus on life so there's this thing my auntie had um, sort of spoken to me about and she said you know your life is like a picture frame made of very many little pictures of different components of your life so you know there could be like 16 parts of this picture that all make up the picture of Mm. your life and each picture is like your friends your work your hobbies Mm. like a sport that you play um your children Mm. your I don't know if you do volunteer Mm. or volunteering Mm. for community service whatever right so all these little pictures are like those components and if you focus your life on one thing only so for example this man he only focused on his love life so his Mm. partner and he made that that little picture his entire Mm. life when it goes away when you lose that component you then completely lose your entire life because you've that's all you've focused on you haven't really focused Mm. on building any of those other Mm. relationships in your life and so you then lose your identity. So my auntie was explaining to me that a lot of people tend to focus too much into one component of their life that they forget to then, you know, give time Mm. to every other Mm. component or every other little picture in that picture frame. And so when that that little picture goes missing or leaves or whatever, it kind of just makes them feel like they've lost everything. But really, if you zoom out of that little picture, you've got this massive photo frame with all these little components that you could focus on. But yeah, basically the revelation that I had was basically don't focus too much. Don't put all your eggs in one one basket. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Like don't do that because at the end of the day, if they do go, um, then, you know, you you lose, you feel like you're losing everything and then you forget the big Mm -mm. picture essentially so yeah that was something that I learned from that movie and I highly recommend watching this movie or maybe don't if you don't want to cry because I cried like a baby for basically three hours oh God, so intense. yeah sometimes you just need a good movie to cry <laughs> yeah. to though yeah and I think yeah good life lesson mm, as well good so. life lesson. Well, definitely mm, watch it be on my to-do list Yes, definitely do it. Um, but I wanted to move this episode along and talk about one of the biggest things that has been happening in the crime world. You know, we are big crime girlies at We Messy are. Minds we, we love a good we, crime podcast. We're we definitely uh, yeah. high consumers of any true crime potties. Yes. Yes. Um, and if you aren't aware of what has been happening in Hong Kong, Jesse will have the lowdown, the Just rundown a for you. Summary, if you're living under <laughs> a rock, anybody out there? Um, but essentially, this is like very, very recent, right? Literally just like a month yeah. ago. Fresh, fresh news. Um, 
Abby Choi, who is a 28-year-old socialite, model, social media influencer from Hong Kong. She was reported missing Mm. on the 22nd of February, 2023. Essentially, three days Mm -hmm. later, the Hong Kong police found her dismembered body in a rental property on the outskirts of Hong Kong. And the who might be behind this, you might ask? Her ex-husband and their whole entire damn family. So Ugh. I know, pretty. It's, it was gruesome to say the least, right? Um, so mm. essentially, Abby married her ex-husband, Alex Kwong, at the tender age of 18 and divorced him four years later and they did have two children mm. together. She later on married mm-hmm. her present husband, Chris Tam, and had two more kids with him. So she had four kids all together. Yeah. But essentially after the divorce, she had continued to lavishly support her ex-in-laws, which I think is a bit weird. (laughs) I don't think that a lot of people, I guess it's quite, yes, you want to maintain good relationships with your ex, but yeah, I think Abby's case is definitely special in many ways. Mm. Um, But I guess, yeah, this is how her outcome, this is how she ended up. There were parts of her legs that ended up in a refrigerator um they had found uh two massive like industrial cooking pots in this house and there was like mm, my stomach mm, is churning her her head was in there (laughs) along with like human flesh and i think it was some ribs as well and like they had put in like carrots and radish as well as if they were actually like that's disgusting like cooking soup so they were obviously trying to get rid of her body, but her torso is still missing um, as of right now. So the police have been searching like a landfill nearby for her, like the other, I think her hands and her torso. And like, but this landfill yeah. is like massive, like half of Hong Kong's trash goes there. Like, I don't understand. Like the police are aware, I think from CCTV footage that they saw them discarding two massive bags, yeah. which they think will be like, you know, the weapons and maybe even like clothes or other of Abby's belongings. So they're still yeah. kind of scouring through the the dumpster the dump site sorry to to find something um but it was believed that the motive behind the killing was over a 15 million dollar aud luxury apartment that they were arguing about um so essentially abby had bought this the whole kwong family a this apartment right but she had put it Mm. under her her father-in-law's her ex-father-in-law's name yeah and she had proposed that she or expressed that she has one she wants to sell this apartment and we think anyway that um this is what kind of caused a rift and might have caused the kwong family to start plotting her her murder yeah because this is definitely pre premeditated um yeah but a little bit of a lowdown on the Kwong family history, which I think is a key, key to like why this has happened, right? Um, essentially, the whole family is a bit of a bum, right? <laughs> Let's just say that. There's, yeah. I, I'm a true believer that like, like it definitely takes a certain type of person to be able to kill somebody, right? I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone at some point in their life has really wanted to kill somebody because I definitely have. Right. When somebody really pisses me off, you're just like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill them, you know. But when it comes down to it, to actually killing somebody, that's a like totally different like story. Yeah. And like, you know, it's one thing to shoot somebody with a gun. Right. Or like stab somebody with a knife. Right. Out of in in a stage of anger. But premeditated crime is like on a whole another level. And the fact that they butchered her body like to try it is is like exactly they have to be not normal. right to do that mm. and the fact that the whole damn family was in on this so this was mom it, yeah. dad um and older and the two sons old and the younger son so the younger son alex was yeah. the one who was married to abby i mean the whole damn yeah. family was in on it like if this doesn't prove that like serial killer is like in dna's i don't know what the, like i don't know what is like there is definitely <laughs> something wrong in that dna strand for this whole family to be in on it like it's I almost, I don't know, like, I know Anthony, the older brother, I feel like he was coerced a little bit because... Mm, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, okay, coercion, 
I can kind of get behind. But still, I'm like, you would have to, there would still be some sort of fucked up in you to be able to still go along with it. Like if somebody was pointing a gun at my head and told me to like kill somebody, even someone I don't, I didn't know. I think I would just accept that and just let, and let myself die. I just wouldn't be able to do it. You know, it'd be too scary. I think, yeah, like in that sense, you are, your, your reaction to that kind of situation is flight or fight. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you, you're more like flight, just, just get, do whatever it takes to just, you know, like try and not like have to kill somebody. I don't know. I just feel like it just, (laughs) I don't understand. Like how can you coerce somebody to like be an accomplice to murder? But you don't know how that dad is. Like, we don't know well, if he's like, oh, well, you know, like they could have they could have been in such so much money trouble. And then the dad was like, you know, if you don't do this, then we're not going to look after you. Because I do – I read somewhere that Anthony did not have a job. He was hired by hmm. Abby to be her hmm. personal chauffeur. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if like in a sense, his dad could have been like, well – um, she's planning on taking away our, our family home. And so what what makes you think she's going to give you a, like, continue to use you as her personal nah, driver? Nah, nah, nah. Do you know like, what I mean? Okay, like, this family is a bit, like, they're all a bit fucked up and a bit, like, of a bum. Even prior to this situation, right? Like, mm. the dad, the Kwong family dad, right? He was a ex-chief police officer. So he had, he was getting yeah. paid a decent amount. So they definitely weren't rich, Right. But um, they were still quite well off. Right. Still considered upper middle class, Mm. I would say. So like, yeah, his dad was a chief police officer and he ended up retiring early because he was accused of sexual assault and rape by this girl who had come to him because she had been sexually assaulted, trying to like seek help. And he essentially tricked her with his like. I guess, you know, because a police officer is somebody that you would... Yeah, his, his, authority. his authority. Like, he pretended to care, pretended to listen to her and to help her. And then, like, mm. one day at 2 a.m. in the middle of the night, she fucking comes knocking at this girl's door and apparently, like, rapes her because she let him in, you know? She let him into her house. I know. And he was never formally charged over it, but apparently he's there's also other crimes that he's been accused of and i think as part mm. of like to save like face for the hong kong police they've decided to retire yeah. him early so that he could yeah. like i guess dodge the bullet essentially right so yeah. already like yeah. he's already a criminal at heart red flag number yeah. one so i guess how good of kids can he be raising if that's the kind of person <laughs> that he is right and then yeah. Alex himself has also been involved in a lot of crimes. Like he was conning people um, using gold. So he would trick people yeah. to like buy gold because he'd be like, oh, look at me. Yeah. Look how rich I am. Because he was, he was living a very lavish lifestyle funded by Abby. Yeah. So he would meet these people, trick them into like buying shit tons of gold and then essentially like steal it and then run away. Because gold can't be traced like money can, right? Yeah. So you would just steal it and you would yeah. just sell it and then it'd be fine. But he yeah. never, also never got charged with these crimes, I think also because his father is connected with the police. Mm. Very interesting. And then Anthony, right, is a freaking bum. He could never hold down a job. Well, he would work and then he mm. would like just give up. And I think this mentality has to do with the fact that like Abby married Alex is so young and because her family was yeah. already well off to begin with she was kind of supporting them from the get-go and then they became yeah. became accustomed to this lifestyle right so I, I feel like Anthony yeah. just never felt this need to work because he felt like even if I didn't have a job some like I would still be okay you know I would still there would yeah. still be food on the yeah. table which is why the man never held a job down and like you said, Abby ended up hiring him to be her chauffeur. She helped him buy a house, mm. helped gave him money to start a business. Like this bitch was literally Centrelink for, for the whole damn family. <laughs> like it's crazy. I think the only thing we haven't really heard too much about is the mum. But it's definitely yeah. established that the dad is like the the mastermind behind, behind, behind everything. All. Because the apartment yeah. that they rented in the secluded area 
it was under the dad's name and he rented it, I think, like two, three yeah. weeks before um, Abby's death. So, like, yeah. <laughs> red flag. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't want to entirely – I feel like Anthony was coerced into that situation because he was the – he needed – the dad needed Anthony to drive Abby to that mm, house. To like the secluded area. To- because there's no other yeah. way that Abby would have willingly gone to mm. that house. And they surely weren't going to freaking commit a murder in the the $15 million apartment well, no, that they're no, living no, no. in. That's why they rented that. Yeah, they, that's, that's just, why they rented. That's just why. I think, I think their grand plan was that they were going to pretend that some random had killed Abby for money. Because obviously she's rich, right? Like, you know, we always hear people, like rich people hear about like, oh, if rich people getting kidnapped for ransom money. Yeah. Right? So I feel like their plot, like their game was going to be, look, this is what's going to happen. We're going to kidnap her. We're going to kill her. We're going to dispose of their body by cooking it and pretending to dispose of it like it's like, you know, food scrap food like food something. scraps and if yeah. i'm pretty sure if you cook it like boil it like that you can't actually retrieve any dna because it's like all yeah. it's just all broken down right so after they yeah. dispose of it they were just going to hope that nobody would figure out like trace it back to them and that i wonder how it all went wrong <laughs> well see this is see this is the thing this is where it went wrong for them you can't <laughs> okay so the place i think this is like also another key information the place where they rented right yes it is in the outskirts of hong kong it is a bit more secluded mm. but this neighborhood is situated right outside a really popular walking trail so it's like it's like us going to right. a thousand steps or something you know right yeah. so yeah the locals there okay this is another thing about the asian culture Asian aunties, <laughs> they're very exactly. nosy. Asian aunties are really nosy. It's like if you and your your new boyfriend are like, you know, just going out for a little date outside, you, most likely your mum's friend's friend's friend is going to see you. And then the news is going to somehow travel back to your mum. She's going to find out. Essentially, yeah. this is how yeah. they basically, the police <laughs> were able to find her three days after she was reported missing. Right? Like that is really, mm. really fast to be able to find somebody. Yeah. Um. But essentially, yeah, so these ladies live around the area. They're already naturally like little CCTVs because they know yeah. that people love to park their cars around their neighborhood so they can go on this walking yeah. trail. So they're very like, you know, they're always on the lookout outside for like cars that shouldn't be there or people that don't live in the neighborhood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're very aware and they're very alert. So everybody's aware mm. that there's this empty apartment that is up for rent. And then suddenly somebody moves in. Everyone's going to chit chat about it. Like, oh, did you hear such and such has rented out that apartment? And we hear that there's someone coming in. And they obviously see Alex Kwan's dad coming in and out of this place. And they'll be like, oh, my God, did you did you see that that guy that moved in? Right. And people noticed that the whole place wasn't furnished and the guy would come stay there for a few hours and then just leave in the middle of the night. And then people would speculate, like, oh, maybe he's like renovating it or doing construction but like he would never bring anything in and yeah when you peer inside there's like no bed no servant there's nothing and then at one point because Alex's dad I think he felt like people were starting to like look at him and and they were latching on so he would get scared right so what he did was he would cover the window with a black like cloth so that you couldn't look in and he would also cover the door with a black cloth. So even if you opened the door, mm. like you couldn't even see inside, right? And like that's how fucked up yeah. it was. And like they also found inside the apartment like a meat grinder, a chainsaw, like, you know, all this kind of sh- like a raincoat, <laughs> face shield, like it's fucked. Like they literally turned it into like a little slaughterhouse. But yeah, mm. th- essentially these aunties caught on and Apparently, some of them tried to say hi to him as well. And he was, like, acting really yeah. sketchy. So, like, people were yeah. definitely, like, this, something is not right here. Sus. It's sus. Something's, Something's real, real sus. sus. Yeah. So, I'm sure, combined with all these nosy aunties, plus any information that they would have seen from CCTV, because Abby was supposed to go mm. pick up her daughter 
um, from school yeah. and she didn't, right? So I guess they would start there and then watch any CCTV, CCTV footage from the roads and stuff or any dash cam footage and yeah. then kind of trace it back to this general area. And then after interviewing a lot of like the neighborhood aunties, they like zone in on this on this house and go, oh, hey, Alex Kwan's dad actually rented an apartment here mm. a couple of freaking weeks ago. Ding, 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 ding. And then that's how she was found. So strange. Like, okay, you're an ex-chief police officer. Why on earth would you rent out a house in your name to I then know, commit the right? murder? Like not sussy. You dumbass. Come on, have you not, not watched enough crime shows to know? Apparently this man also has a mistress. <laughs> yeah, I heard a, about that too. A freaking mistress. And I think he was saying that like, oh, he rented the place so that he could like have a little love affair with his mistress. Like, oh, sis, nobody is buying that. Ugh, nasty. I know. How disgusting. But like, that is so messed up. Yeah. For you to have premeditated this like for so long. Just the thought of even putting a human <laughs> remains into a soup with carrot and radish. I mean, when I heard this story, I really resonated to Parasite, the movie, mm. where the whole family like tries to infiltrate the rich family. And, like, See, I don't you know, like this connotation. I don't live, like how I don't like it. how people are know. like associating this Kwong family with parasite right because in the korean movie parasite the, yes there are poor the essential nature is the same poor family trying to live mm. off a rich family but the difference between parasite and this is that like parasite they're actually a genuinely really poor family right they have like the, yeah. the shittiest living conditions and they they want to not saying what they did was right but they're trying to like <laughs> give themselves a better life and they're obviously jealous yeah. of how yeah. nice of a life these these people can have, right? Like their entire house, yeah. like their their bathroom is the size of their whole entire house kind of vibes, right? Yeah. But the Kwong family is completely fucking different. Their ex-daughter-in-law mm. has been freely funding their like luxurious lifestyle even after they've separated, right? Like yeah. they've already, yeah. like Abby has been treating them really, really well. You know, it's not like they, they, yeah. they're like living out on the streets or, or like in a really like they are still living a really lavish lifestyle. That's the difference, mm. right? They're leeches, but they were already given like so much more than they could ever deserve. And the greed got to them. Yeah. Right. I heard that she would invite them to her lavish yeah. birthday parties and still treat them her as if family. they were like her yeah. own family and in, invited to them to all these things with her, her own her like, current you know yeah, current yeah, family yeah. Like she would be very yeah that's the word like she would try to really keep a really good relationship accommodating yeah, be super accommodating yeah. to them i almost feel like the kuang family felt like because she was inviting them they were like rubbing to these it. lavish parties. Like rubbing yes, it Yes, because face. their son is a piece of crap, yeah. basically, and couldn't 100%. give her the lifestyle that she's currently living. And so I, I feel like it's a bit of envy and jealousy 100%. and like thinking, thinking that people are out there trying to get mm. them, mm. you know, and that's what's resulted into this whole like fiasco. Uh, debate fiasco mm. turned into yeah. murder situation i don't know well like if mm. my question to you is if this was you if you're you apparently they they the house that um abby bought for them was gifted to yeah, them and so they claimed if that happened to you how would you react in this situation would you I just would not, you okay. be like upset I just, okay i think me and you are regular joes <laughs> And so yeah. I don't think if somebody was <laughs> if your rich boyfriend gave you a house gave me a house and, and decided suddenly... to take it back, I feel like I would have no right to say anything. Right? Mm. And I think the greater majority But it's in your name. Would say I don't that. know. See, like, okay, so the thing with the whole gifting thing, this is what they are claiming. But like there's a little mm. bit of legal aspect with this. So essentially it's quite common in Hong so in Hong Kong in regards to the property tax, right? Or the stamp duty or whatever you want to call it, right? Over there. Yeah. It's different depending on how many properties you have. So the more properties you have, mm. the higher the tax is going to be for your second, third, fourth property. And yeah. 
this is not Abby's first rodeo to keep, to say it nicely, yeah. right? So like basically, if she had bought this ten million or oh, fifteen million dollar condo under her own name, she would literally yeah. have to pay like a million dollars in tax. So yeah. in order yeah. to avoid that, she put it under her father in law's name, and it ended up only had to pay like four hundred thousand mm. dollars in tax, right? Yeah, and that was, I guess, the reason why. Well, people were saying that she put on her father-in-law's yeah. name, which I think is quite logical, right? Yeah. I think it's quite logical. She's, I think it's one, like it's also already really nice for her to be even offering to give them somewhere to stay. Yeah. But like, this is not a cute little $1 million apartment or a $2 million. This is a $15 million apartment. <laughs> I think it's a bit much for them, for her to actually just completely give it to them. Yeah, um, but like, yeah. but then I was thinking because the reason why they got all pissed off was because she was saying that she wanted to sell it, and she wanted to sell it mm. for a business reason, like an inv- it was an it was a it was an investment yeah. move essentially, like as a financial decision yeah. that she made, nothing to do with them. But I think they took it personally, like, oh my god, is she trying to cut us yeah. off? Is she trying to? Is she going to downgrade us? And I think that panic is what like. I guess probably incited them to start thinking about what they could do because I yeah. essentially I was like, how, how would they have been able, how would she have been able to sell a property that's not in her name? But the Hong Kong law yeah. allows that if she could prove that she, if she paid the deposit, she pays for the mortgages. If she proved yeah. that she pays for actually everything related to this property, all the, the, the proceeds yeah. can actually go back to her. Despite yeah. the fact that it's in her father-in-law's name, yeah. So I think yeah. that was yeah because she was able to do that. That's why her the family was like, "No, nah, we need to fucking do something." Yeah. So another key mm. fact that we need to remember: her and her current husband—they're married, but they're not married legally. Yeah. So they had a ceremony in like a reception. Yeah. But they actually haven't signed any legal documents. Right. So technically, on paper, they're both separate individuals did i think yeah i don't know whether hong kong acknowledges a de facto relationship but i guess financially they're two separate individuals yeah entities. yeah they're two separate yeah. individuals yeah and essentially people were saying that because if abby died as a single all of her fortune would be split between her four children because like yeah. her four children would be her beneficiaries and because her two children with Alex are minors the older only being 10 they would be put under the Kong family's care and in that way they right. would be able to inherit half of Abby's fortune yeah so that is like that I guess is why so it's like an insurance job kind of yeah thing. it's pretty much like, <laughs> like a, a life, life insurance, insurance job. job right because I was also thinking like you know, how how would they afford their lifestyle if they kill Abby? Like, who's going to be giving them money? Do you know what I mean? Abby's family's not going yeah. to keep funding yeah. them. But it makes sense now yeah. because if, yeah, her kids get custody of all of mm. her her wealth, they literally get yeah. to own half of it. And then with that money, they mm. could just keep – you need money to make money, right? Once you have money, the money will just yeah. keep – getting more and more so they would just yeah. like like yeah. continue supporting themselves after stealing half her wealth how freaking crazy is that Ugh. it just makes me like i don't know i just get chills just thinking about like what kind of person thinks that's like what i mean this. Like, like this whole family like, has to be a certain level of fucked up to be able to like even conjure up this this idea and then actually follow through and execute it yeah right this is shit that you see yeah. in movies like this is crazy <laughs> that's why i'm like based on these the information obviously there's more time yeah, cover over 100%. the weeks that come but i like what are your feelings other than you know obviously it's a very like fucked up yeah. situation do you feel like i think at the end of this entire story i feel like the only people i feel bad for are the children oh 100 percent they are now have to like mm. their mum is all is a famous yeah, person is, it's not mm. like you can avoid this you know literally I mean? like, the kids i feel so bad for them because they're literally yeah. going to be known as oh my god like the what not abby not even getting to the part where they grow up like how do you explain to a a 10 year old and younger that 
not only is your mum not here, she was dismembered. Like yeah. her head was in a bowl of soup. And your grandpa did it. Yeah, and your grandpa did it with your yeah. dad and your uncle. Yeah. And your yeah. grandma. <laughs> like what? That's wild. It's wild to like, me. Like these poor children, like they're literally like at the start of their life and this is going to be baggage that they're going Everything to Everything they've ever known. Everything they've ever yeah. known is just not okay, basically. Yeah, like, like everything. Dude, their safety. I know. Like, their safe space, their safe people, the people that they've lived with. You can't trust any of them because they've just dismembered your mother, Like basically. Oh, that is, it's so... Like, yeah, it's already a sad thing to have your parent pass, but to have her pass mm. in such a gruesome way and then also... In the hands of your exactly, family members. Exactly, by yeah. a family member and then also be, like, publicised internationally. Like yeah. everywhere, you know? Yeah. You- and it's been like, what, a couple of weeks and already the entire world has done like podcasts, <laughs> including us. videos, YouTube yeah, videos. Legit. You know, they're talking Literally, about it. There's a whole massive discourse about it. And like, and these kids are not going to be able to ever avoid that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah your, their parents yeah. can stop them from going on the internet because they're still young. But mm. when they're in their 20s or their 30s, like even in their teens, if they get curious and they really wanted to, all they have to do is type their mum's name in and all of the graphic like details will just pop up. And I feel, yeah, I feel so bad for them. Like I can't even, even begin to imagine to fathom yeah like what the hell what they're going what like, they're going through right now and what they're yeah. going to have to like deal with like later on what kind of traumas will come out of this it's wild yeah like i wild like i really question why abby was i think yeah like i said it's so i get that you know when people have divorces like some of them turn really ugly right and other times yeah. you'll hear of like really nice stories where people separate and they'll still, you know, they'll still co-parent and everyone will still get together at Christmas parties together every now and then. Right. But Abby really took it to the next level in regards to trying to maintain felt- relation, like good relations with her yeah. family, with her ex's family. Yeah. I think she felt almost obliged to because that they're also she loves her kids so much that she doesn't want them to grow up in an environment that is not good for them mm. because you know obviously Alex and Abby had to co-parent and I think um she just didn't want for them to have this divide where it's like oh I'm going to my dad's yeah. house and you know my dad's house is not that great yeah. like and and be judged by the whole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know socialite yeah. community because of the the divorce, like a mistake that she made, she didn't want her kids to, to have suffer to suffer for it. Yeah. that. Which, yeah. Like I'm saying, Abby has to have had such a big heart to be able yeah. to have done what, she, like, treated her ex ex in laws as well as she did. Yeah. Like, even if she was like, you know, I do want to support them and stuff, she literally like went above and beyond. She could have just yeah. gave them like property in Hong Kong is so damn expensive. Like your average yeah. Joe will not be able to buy any property like i'm pretty sure a lot of millennials in hong kong would not even dream about owning their own property right even if she just got them a regular house or apartment in hong kong that is already sufficient that would be already so gracious but she literally went above and beyond and got them like a massive condo in like turak it's like it's like literally giving someone a house in turak to you know to maintain good relations like that just is so bizarre to me like how well she treated them surely there wasn't surely there was red flags when alex and abby met and got married surely i feel Come like on. i think they were high school sweethearts so i think you know where you, was the mom in this situation being like, like i, I know. you ain't marrying that guy like you know i think a lot of people even said like how they like I guess people also commented on the fact that she was marrying yeah. Alex because she was like, they were, everyone's like, oh, you know, you're so rich and wealthy. Like, why are you marrying yeah. Alex, who is just this mediocre guy who's like not even the yeah. same social status as you? And like, you're only 18. Like, you know, just like, just wait, you know, like you're yeah. just taking it too yeah. soon. But she was all like, you know, I don't give a crap. Like, I love him. And that, I guess when you're 16, you're not very good at picking up red flags. <laughs> So. Yeah, but your mum would step in, surely. Uh, I don't know. Come on. Yeah. We're maybe. Asian. I know, like- I know. It's a bit, yeah, I don't know. Maybe her parents were trying to be open-minded and going like, you know, we're not yeah. going to 
outcasting well, look what happened I know. now <laughs> i know her mom's like oh i like listen to i should have stopped it the audio recording actually of her mom like oh, when she God. found out about abby and she's like crying and she's like saying like you know my, my baby girl like you you gave your heart to the wrong people like you were so nice yeah. you treated them so well and like look what they've done to you and she's like i just like oh when i heard that it was like i just like my heart sank so much I feel so, so bad. Like, I'm sure the mum might have probably felt something, but maybe she just loved her daughter so much that she just yeah. wanted her to be happy or whatever. But, oh, yeah, I just, it's just very tragic. Extremely, extremely tragic. I guess it just brings up the idea of when you're parenting, at what point does intervention have to yeah. step in, right? Yeah. It's hard, but I guess that's just fate. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tragic. Just, I know. That just, that, but that is mm. the fate Maybe of her in life. Her I guess. Past life, she did something really horrible to this family. So now she's paying. Well, this is this is like a, like a, the Chinese thing where we always say, yeah. in, like reincarnation. Like, yeah. maybe she owed this family something. Like, you know, maybe she did something really bad to them in her past yeah. life, and she has to. Re- and they've come back. She's come to revenge to, to bite her back. I don't know who knows. We will never know. But it's very unfortunate that this has happened. Well, yeah. I guess we will continue to monitor this space, and you know, if there's more developments later on, we can chat about mm-hmm. it further. 100%. But I think. Yeah, I think that's all the time that we have for today. If you have got any suggestions or any thoughts about this case or any suggestions on what you'd love to hear from us, please come and let us know. You can reach out to us on our Instagram page at messyminds.podcast. If you've been enjoying our show, share it with your friends. It really helps our little community grow. And be sure to come back next week for some more juicy discussions. Until then, this is Jessie. And this is Mary. And don't forget to declutter your messy minds. Bye. Bye.